yeah, until I figured out that Christian Mingle is $160 for six months. Um, yeah, um, they're really no, no Christian Mingle. Like, yeah. But I will say this, ladies, you will find a provider if you've got a guy paying that on a dating <laughs> for six months. You will find it. You will find you a man. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Called and Unqualified, a Create Worship Inspired podcast. If you're new here, my name is Brenna and I'm not an expert of any kind, especially when it comes to dating. <laughs> but today um, I'm joined by another single in his 20s. So who would be better to talk about this topic than two singles in their 20s? But we have um, Andreas joining us again today. Hi guys, I'm also not an expert whatsoever in this field and uh, don't come to me for marital counseling because I won't know what to do. Yeah, so I feel like Andreas and I do things a little differently, but I feel like we also do things pretty similarly. So it'll be nice to get like a men and women's perspective on like dating. And then again, you and I are both conservative Christians in more left-leaning states. So yeah, so I'm over here in Chicago and you're over in California. Yeah, yep, I'm back in California. Okay, Okay. you're surviving okay? Everybody's all right? Yes, I actually, it's so weird. I actually feel a lot better in California. I don't know if, I love Texas. Like, I don't have a lot of negative things to say about Texas outside of the weather. It's the weather. It is the weather. It's Um, the weather. Like, in in California, you see those palm trees and you're just like, you know, it's not so bad. No, yeah, I definitely missed the dry heat more than I thought I did and the pine trees and the mountains and Texas is beautiful but it's definitely in a different way than California. Mm-hmm. Today is Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day has gotten interesting because I was uh, having conversations with my friends and I was saying how Valentine's Day I feel like has become more of a test uh, to, for first and second year relationships to see for the woman to test a guy to figure out if, if he's worth staying with versus a romantic fun night out and all these guys are talking to all under all this pressure and i'm like why are you letting these women walk all over you man? why don't you just do something fun and it I, it really got me discouraged because I, I i was like i was looking at how much people spend on valentine's day and just all this stuff and i was just like shouldn't it just be like a more fun romantic thing and then i wanted to discuss based off that, like what people are looking for is that they end up in these situations with their partner. Yeah, that sounds good. That's a, a really, about the Valentine's Day thing, that's very interesting to me because I've never heard that. A lot of my close girlfriends are like, love Jesus before anything. And so I definitely have never heard that approach to Valentine's Day before for people that don't date for the purpose of glorifying God like would say that in words that makes sense to me but that's just so interesting because I've never heard of girls doing that before yeah because like how often like I, I would hear among friend circles all the time it's like oh, he, he didn't do this for you for Valentine's Day? Oh, he's a bad boyfriend. You should dump it. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you just get one bad night and it happens to fall on Valentine's Day. And that's just worth 
chucking the whole relationship I it really was really discouraging no this is going to be a very unpopular opinion but I it is actually a turn off to me if I go on dates with a guy and he spends a ton of money because guys don't do it they don't like I hate that but um the the reason why is I feel like one of the first relationships that I was in um the guy was very he was wealthy um that wasn't what I liked about him money's never been something that I've been super attracted to um I've always been attracted to more of like a humble lifestyle and being able to enjoy having little or be grateful for having a lot and so when I'd have guys that would like buy me a lot of things it's like oh I'm gifting you material things I don't have to treat you nicely I don't have to give you attention I can treat you like crap and I was like that's actually not how it works so it's actually a turn off to me when guys spend a ton of money but that's unpopular <laughs> that's not it, gonna it, be typical. It, it's it's so hard for men today because they're trying to they're trying to find the balance between um not being a simp and not being a jerk and sometimes they just get lost in the middle. Yeah, you know, I would definitely agree with that because I feel like I'm very, very picky when it comes to personality. Um, I've had a lot of my friends telling, and I used to not be picky, but it's like, I want someone that's going to be masculine and lead me, but I also want someone that's going to be very like kind and gentle and put others before himself, which actually I do think is a masculine thing to do. But I mean, they, they've done studies. They've done studies in the female psychology that say exactly that. When a man has like contrasting personal qualities, like let's say the guy looks like Paul Bunyan and he's got a ripped arm, but at the same time he's using it to haul a kid up into the air and play with them. Like those contrasting things wouldn't find attractive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So girls that like aren't dating for marriage or aren't dating intentionally probably do enjoy like the emotional roller coaster men too I don't think that's a gender thing I think some men like you know if they're not taking dating seriously they'll kind of enjoy like the the highs and lows we enjoy the the highs we don't enjoy the drama well probably in your own way you'll probably enjoy not having a commitment and I feel like more women are being encouraged to do that because that used to be like a gendered thing but typically women that are going to date intentionally for marriage are going to be like nope shape up not dealing with this today and vice versa like man um yeah it's 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 interesting that you say that because like I feel like the way feminism has gone and how it's trained men it's almost like taking a lot of the edge away from masculinity. Like you can't even go into mm. a dating app anymore without a guy like you. What are your pronouns? You know, what are you? What are you? And uh, the only time that ever works, guys, and the only time I ever saw it work was a girl said she, her. And he's like, I want to make it my girl. And I was like, ah, so impressive. Right? Yeah. I think the most, the most clever pickup line I ever came up with. Uh, and this was a cheesy, stupid one because we were just doing coming up with the, with the fun of it. I said, a girl, are you, are you my appendix? I don't know how you work, but this feeling you give me makes me want to take you out. <laughs> you know, stupid stuff like that. Pick up lines work? Work, guys. 
No, no, that never works. Pick up lines don't ever work. They they work to get laughed at, but they don't actually work for like the best thing. I don't know if direct approach even works anymore. I I I would argue that usually it doesn't. Now guys have to be more vague, more more like coy about it. They can't go right out and say it because I I rarely ever see direct approaches work. You'd be better off actually if you had a good Instagram profile befriending somebody on Instagram and chatting up through there. Um, I think than you would going up to a girl in real life. And that sounds so co contradictory to what I usually used to say, but COVID changed a lot. Oh, you know, that's actually. That's you see what I'm saying? Like I used to be the opposite. I used to say, Hey, go up to a girl. Um, like if you're in a bar like scenario or something, but maybe we wouldn't be in a bar. We'd probably be in a Bible study or something. Um, but yeah, like if we're having fun, if we're going bowling or something, want to take them out, um, go have fun. Um, but yeah, COVID changed a lot of that. And I, I hope that things will swing the other way, but I think what it basically forced everybody onto these dating profiles, even me, and I swore I'd never do it. <laughs> You know, I tell people, I'm like, you think you can hurt my feelings? I was on Tinder in 2020. Like, you cannot hurt my feelings. Which, by the way, um, those those apps have become so transactional now in their relationship nature that most people our age and are in their 20s are now going on, or even in their 30s are going on Seeking Arrangements, which is another website that I would not recommend for people would basically you just... It is what the title is seeking. No. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's how transactional these these apps have become. Oh my! And God. it was funny because I remembered because I have a very analytical mind. I I remember trying to mess with the algorithm to see if I could tip it in my favor. So what? I, this is kind of a fun story. So what I did was I figured out that they were giving out travel passes like for free. So you could actually see anybody on the app anywhere around the world. By the way, guys, I would not recommend Tinder because it's mainly for hookups. And I didn't even know that when I downloaded it because I'm so out of the loop. And uh, I was like, yeah, and the, the guy was like, are you having any success? I was like, no, man, they, they, they don't want to go out for coffee. They just want to hook up. He's like, well, that, that's what the app is for. I'm like, no, it's not. I was like, well, it's for meetups, right? Apparently I was mm -hmm. using it wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to go get coffee like all those nice couples on Hallmark. Boy, was I for a surprise. Um, but no, um, that's yeah. a Christian dating app that you meant to be on if you want that. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, until I figured out that Christian Mingle is $160 for six months. Um, yeah, um, they don't really know the milk of Christian Mingle. Like, yeah. But I will say this, ladies, you will find a provider if you've got a guy paying that on a dating <laughs> for six months. You will find it. You will find you a man. But um, yeah, so what I did with this dating app was I put it on travel mode and I knew that I, I was a six foot tall, blue eyed white guy. So I was like, I'm going to go to the countries like China and Japan and all, all these other countries where that's rare, where they like that. And I was matching with everybody in that country. And uh, I actually, I, you know, I, my, my podcast was called The, the Conservative Connection. And I, I, I said, um, yeah, if you're curious to what I, I um, sound like, then you can just listen to an episode. 
and they all did. And it made my podcast like number 20 in South Korea for political podcast. Uh, (laughs) So, so we had this big, uh, so people, so women were using my, my voice to learn English. Are you serious? (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like my, my, my producer sends this email and he goes, why are we number 20 in political podcasts in South Korea? What did you do with It's like, I didn't know I was that popular. Apparently I was. Oh (laughs) my gosh. But. But my experiment was when I flip it back to the United States, all of a sudden, because I was getting all these matches, now everybody starts showing up. Now all the women in my area start showing up as where they weren't before. Now I can match in the United States. The way Tinder's algorithm works is the more you match, the better you do on the app. The less you match, the worse you do on the app. And it, it's basically trained to favor women over men it's not a it's not a dating app even if you are secular it's not a dating app that you should use if you're a man because it basically just um it it doesn't even show you unless you're already popular well who are the people who are already popular on Tinder? attractive women because there's more women on the app than men and i have a, a little bit of a conspiracy theory that a large majority of those profiles of women are actually fake profiles um, mm. that are put on by the app to keep men on there. Because just think about it. I mean, you got four different photos of a girl who's like, like at, at a perfectly stocked image where she looks on can like she's in Cancun, and it just she just happens to have all this really expensive jewelry and watches and all this other stuff, and the, it, it's always in clear view. And then you just never seen her before. And there's no way to verify her, and the profile is just high. Seems a little bit suspicious. Yeah, that does. I mean, maybe you're living next to Elizabeth Taylor, but I, I don't think you are. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I tried that, and I know a lot of guys who did try that. But that always that also led me to a conversation I had with my other friends when we started. We all started dating, which was. Basically, what are you looking for as a conservative Christian guy in, yes. in a woman? And what are what, as a woman, what are you looking for in a man? Because I feel like these, um, you know, our birth rates are not doing so well. You know, we were expecting a big baby boom after the lockdown. We didn't get one. That was kind of a shock. Mm-hmm. You know, even after a, a blackout, usually we're supposed to get a big baby boom. We had a lockdown for two weeks and we got nothing. Yeah. So. Basically, what I tell guys is, and I, I believe this more so for guys and girls, if you don't know what you want, you're not going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, have yeah. to have that in mind. With women, I feel like it's different. With women, I feel like they don't know what they want until it's right in front of them. And then they get an idea of what they want. Um, I was listening to one like podcast as an example where this girl was saying, I, I'm in my early 30s, like I'm um, no, she's like, I'm 29, my late 20s. I like to go for guys who are in their early 30s. She instantly sees a photo of Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Bengals. She's like, I want to date him. I can date him. She's like, he's 23. And she's like, oh, but he's in my age range. That's that's not what her goal was at all. Like, then like 23 versus 34, not even like as a for a man. It's very different, very different stages of life. But she changed yes. it on a dime because she saw what she wanted. 
Yeah. And I don't feel like, I feel like I'm a very bad person to talk about like what women are looking for, even for conservative Christian women, because I recently, this is going to sound really bad. The more I've worked with conservatives, the less I have wanted to be with somebody that works in politics because it is exhausting. Cause I was like, that's actually a conservative point of view. I'm like, I had no idea. I was like, just talk about something else. And also like, I, to me, it matters much more like where someone's heart is like, to me, that's, what's attractive. Like, and I feel like what I've been attracted to has definitely been changing, but like someone who is willing to put Jesus before everything else, including me, because if the relationship is based off of how much he loves me, I know I'm going to screw up. I am not going to be worthy of loving, but if he's loving me based off of something that's unchanging and something that's, um, like omniscient, you know, like God who is worthy of all of our love and praise. Like, and he's like, you know what, God, I believe you told me to love this woman. So even when she does screw up, I'm still going to love her that's going to be what's most successful and vice versa too. Like I really want to be with a man that I feel like I can love like right after Jesus. And that's been really hard because like, I love people and I love serving people and, um, using my spiritual gifts that God gave me to like meet needs in their life. But like finding someone to like truly click with, like is so difficult. So I feel like I'm a very bad example for what women are looking for. Cause I've had my guy friends specifically tell me that my standards for personality are too high. I don't think your standards are too high, but, um, also this is a very hard time for men to date as well, because, um, we're living in a time where basically, you know, cause people will say it is hard for women to date. I'm not going to say it's not hard for women to date. I think it's hard for everybody right now but you look at the past and uh, according to statistics only about 40 percent of the men in the world and of the past were able to actually procreate and actually pass their genes along which means 60 percent of men did not so i think everybody has a little bit of alpha guys because think about it it's just genetics i mean you 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 have to because the guys who weren't weren't able to have any kids but we're, we also live in a time of hypergamy where uh, women tend to go for older guys who have more research, re- resources. And I'm not saying all women do this. I'm just saying women of my generation and my age tend to lean towards more choosing guys who have more resources. And unfortunately, the guys who have all the resources, status, and wealth when every woman lines up to be with the top 20% of those guys, well, then they're upset that they're not the only one applying. And then the 80, the other 80% of guys um, kind of get left by the wayside. So it, it's, it's hard for men too, because of female hypergamy where, you know, that's a scenario where we wish that their goals were like yours, you know, because if it, because the truth is that these men that these women want to be with are probably going to cheat them. Like that's just the, like the, the higher in the case you go, 
like I know this is kind of a, a vulgar analogy, but when every woman goes for the sultan, she can't be upset if she winds up in a harem. You know, like I, I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes sense exactly. Um, like, kind of with the cheating thing, right? There, the guy who has the top. Let me put it another way. The most likely a man is to cheat is when he has all the resources and he is completely free. The most likely usually a woman is to cheat is when a man has no resources. So it's really hard to find a, a girl who is loyal. And it's also hard for a girl to find a guy with a lot of resources at the top of the food chain who's not going to cheat on them because they can access, they have access to everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, because like... Yeah. If you're, <laughs> that's the whole point of, you know, attraction. If you're attracted to that person for what they look like, for what they have, I don't think it's a bad thing to be attracted to someone because they can provide or because no, you it's are not, physically not attracted to yeah. them. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you because like, I think physical attraction is very important in a relationship. However, if you're only dating that person because they're hot or because mm-hmm. they have a lot of financial wealth what's going to happen like on both sides what is going to happen when those things change because they do like yeah like it's not consistent it's it's like what i said i'm like if that's the only reason you're attracted to that person and that's the only reason you're in a relationship what happens when that goes away beauty doesn't last forever wealth could be taken away in an instant you need something that's actually built on something it's why we look for people with christian values and more so than that, you need somebody who you can work with. You need somebody who can you can divide work with. You need somebody who believes in God, who shares your values. Because the truth is, missionary dating really doesn't work. Like, if, if you guys want to date somebody who's not a Christian, I'm just telling you, expect that they are not going to change. I wouldn't endorse that decision because you see the world in completely different ways. And it's really hard for people with different philosophies and ideologies who see the world in different ways to make a happy home because you're not going to agree on a lot of things and it's going to lead to a lot of disunity. And that's even from a secular point of view. That's not even from the Christian point of view as you need a godly woman. From the Christian point of view, I look at it as you see marriage rates today and you see what happens. And if you have a woman who doesn't believe in the institution of marriage and she doesn't believe God ordained it. She believes she can walk away at any point and she would get rewarded for walking away from a marriage settlement. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. And then further than that, because I feel like I grew up, this is a part of my testimony. I grew up in a Christian home where I was taught a lot of knowledge, but it didn't really click for me until I got into college. And then I feel like I actually surrendered my life to Jesus, like gave up what I wanted and tried to repent from a lot of things that had like authority in my life that were not God honoring. And so I grew up being like, okay, I should only date a Christian. Like I should not date guys that are not Christian. I heard that concept of missionary dating from people that had done it and they were in God honoring marriages at the time. And they said, don't do it. doesn't work. So I was like, okay, cool. I need to date a guy that goes to church 
and that I think is cute. And that didn't end well because that I really hope he's changed now. But that guy that I was talking about earlier that used to just give me a bunch of stuff and was like, now I can treat you like crap. He went to church, identified as a Christian. And so then I found out the older I've gotten. And then I dated um, a very sweet guy. We're still friends. Um, I don't want to say anything negative about him, but we were just in wildly different places in life, like in life stage, in theology. And I don't think that he was ready to lead. And by me trying to submit to that level that he would have needed in order to kind of take the responsibility and lead, I couldn't do that. And so that made for a very uncomfortable relationship and we were not a good match. So again, like ladies, you do need to, in, in my humble early twenties, single opinion, um, (laughs) has never been married. Um, you do need to wait until you find someone that not just shares your values but is actually living them and is going to be a good match. And then another thing I was going to say, guys, is um, if you are single, there are perks to that. Just as, as one, one funny sidebar, uh, recently I, I was listening to a guy speak and uh, he was saying, look, guys, he's like, I'm going to give you the key to wealth you're in your early 20s he goes invest early and stay single and all the guys with girlfriends i know this is negative but it was so so funny started nodding their heads a lot <laughs> like there are perks to being single and if you are single this is a time where you can really ex- you, you can find out your own identity in christ you can level up, you can work out, you can invest, you can go into the stock market, you can go into crypto, you can buy real estate even, you can learn from your elders, you can read books. You have no idea the amount of time and money sometimes that goes into a relationship. And sometimes when you take a step back, I have one friend and he's kind of a ladies man and he was always dating a girl. He's been single now for four months and he has more money than he knows what to do with because he was always, always spending it off on gifts and anniversary gifts and Valentine's day gifts and her birthday and Christmas and Easter and just everything. And now um, he's like, wow, he's like, I can actually invest this into like real estate. I can actually do this. I can do that. And he's, he's in his early 20s. He works in IT, smart guy. And But yeah, like I think we don't often enjoy the time that we get to ourselves. For me, what I get scared of is I'm worried that being alone is too addicting for me. And I'm going to get so used to not dealing with other people's ridiculous antics that I'm just going to stay single and enjoy it. So like, don't, don't, when people say you're going to die alone, I said, don't threaten me with a good time. Like, (laughs) no, I definitely feel that. Cause like last year I did an episode and honestly, I was not expecting to be, when I made that episode for around Valentine's day last year about celebrating singleness, I did not think that I was still going to be single now. Um, and that was, (laughs) because I knew I was going to be moving to Texas 
and I thought I was going to meet somebody there. And that's when I learned that dating in Texas drives me crazy. Um, and oh, part boy. of it is the cultural difference, but that's a whole other episode. Um, California and Texas are just very culturally different. But just the, like you were saying, the, especially for women, like once we get into relationships, like intentional relationships, that like the time that you had open to spend with God gets cut in half. And then when you have kids, that time gets cut in half more. So like family marriage is absolutely a blessing, but part of that is sacrificing time. And a lot of women I've heard that now are married, um, like mentors that I've had in church have said like, You don't understand how great it is to have free time right now and how you can intentionally be putting that in to like feed your spiritual relationship with Jesus. And so other than- Or just relax. Or or relax. Yeah. Like how, how, how many of you ladies right now, if you're listening to this, can put the phone down, take your earbuds out and go take a nap. Do you know my mom, like when she was raising us, would kill, she would have killed somebody to take it. Like, like, I, and I'm not saying uh, kids are kids are bad or anything else like that. I'm just saying that kids are an investment. They do cost money. They do cost time. And um, that's actually another thing that's kind of interesting that feminism has done, where people always tell me this this thing. I don't know what the sentiment is against having kids. Um, I like, I know they're an investment and everything else. I think they're a worthy investment though, but I always hear these, these lines, like now is a bad time to have kids and the world's overpopulated and everything. And I, I hate hearing this and I, I have to kind of balance the scale because, you know, I'm, I'm cracking too many jokes against the kids, but like, um, you guys ever hear this line, like, oh, the world's overpopulated, like just ask yourself is it over is it overpopulated with smart people do you think so i don't know i live in chicago and i'm looking over at my government i i have to say i don't think so you know when when people say it's not the right time it's like people have been having kids throughout like the bubonic plague and all these other times in history so i believe that if society is crumbling or it's in a bad state or if we don't have intelligent people right now, I think it's your duty if you can raise godly good children who are intelligent and smart and try and see if you can teach them to outsmart AI. Um, I think I think you have the I think you have the duty to do that. Yeah, I I love the one point that you made about like you get to like have your own little people, like yeah, yeah, disciples. It's like little clones like, of you. Yeah, and well, that not be, that, but like. That, to me, that scares me because then I know I'm going to be bringing people into the world that are broken in the same way that I am. But it's like, like your mom's curse. It's like, I hope you have kids just like you. I was like, oh man, that poor girl is going to be awkward. Like, but, but like you have your own little people that you get to like mold and like, I do like think your own there's little a disciples. Of, yeah, exactly. So I do think there's yeah. a lot of misled people that we live around, but like you get to raise these people to like love people in their brokenness like we are. So yeah. And that's like other than like kind of like tapping out and be like, 
I don't want to bring kids into this broken world. It's like, what if you could make more lights for the world? Like, right. That's, that's a great analogy. And also guys, I'm going to give you one thing I've always found as a, as a dating tip. Um, now, whenever I'm dating a girl on or I'm seeing a girl I'm interested in, I think to myself at the back of my head, and I can't stop doing this now, would that girl make a good mom? And honestly, that question has made things a lot easier because I look back at all the potential prospects and all the good ones I ever had, um, regardless of what happened to them, they all would have made great moms. Some of them will make a great mom in the future or, or whatever now, like, but like, you should be asking yourself, like, would they make a good mom? Do they have a good relationship with their family or their dad? Now that can work against you too, because if they have too good of a relationship with their dad, guys, you might be, um, might be replacing the dad and that might be a, that might be a problem. But, um, (laughs) um, just, just things like, are they family oriented? Do they treat you well? You know, and I know I know the the Freud joke of oh, you find somebody like your mom, but like if if I got sick, I would want a woman who could take care of me that way. Like, no, that's a really good point because I that's actually something <laughs> my my retention for going on second dates is terrible because I will ask like a lot of very important questions on a first date, and guys will usually not answer them in ways that I want them to. So, but that's another thing is some of the guys that I've been in relationships with, some of the hindrances and hardship they've had have either been because of they didn't have a great dad or their father was absent. So as I'm like on dates with guys, I was like, is this going to be a good father for my kids? Because that's something that is important to me. And like you were saying about finding somebody that's like your parents, I was definitely in the small minority. Um, I had great dads. So I actually had a great dad and a great stepdad. And so I kind of joke around with my dad where I was like, you set the bar too high. Like that's that's why nobody's good enough is because I'm comparing them to you and you're sweet and you're great. And you like treat me with respect. There's an evolutionary reason behind that too from secularists, but basically they said because um, the, because even the daughters know that the guys were chosen to procreate, they know that a guy like that will also probably be more likely to have kids and and be chosen as well, which I never thought of before. It's an interesting hmm. it's an interesting thought, but also to just the values. Um, uh, if you had good parents, you know I know not everybody is is blessed to come from a a good godly home. And and if you're not guys, you still are able to like, cause I know so many people who sometimes their dating lives are cursed because they came from a bad, um, uh, bad home. And I'm here to say that nobody in the dating world is going to hold it against you. If you came from a bad home, at least nobody worth dating is going to hold that against you. If you came from a bad home. Um, I think the only thing is, you are going to be the ultimate deterrent of whether or not that continues to um, affect your actions. And in some people, they do need therapy to get over it. They do need counseling. They do need mentors, but they're there. And I know people who have married. The only reason I bring this up is I know godly Christians um, and stories of people. One, uh, one 
story in particular, a guy was a good godly Christian man. He lost his wife in a tragic accident. And uh, a girl from a broken home was a Satanist, went to their church, got saved, um, became a good godly woman, obviously before he started dating her, but then they got married. You know, so I, I hear stories like that all the time of, of people who were in terrible living situations and they, they, things got turned around for them, but yeah. it is, it is an interesting um, dating world that we live in because yes. I see uh, vices with uh, even Christian women, um, you know, cause I've been, I've been at conservative uh, get togethers and stuff. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to pick on anybody, but I've seen, I've seen things that I probably should not have been seeing going on. Um, and, and unfortunately you're going to find that in all circles now, even if they're, um, Christians or conservatives, you're going to, you're going to find that, which makes it even more of a reason for, again, um, enjoy the time that you're single because I don't go into a relationship just to jump into one, because I see that on Valentine's day all the time, people feel lonely and they want to jump into a relationship. And, uh, I've seen relationships start that way and I watched that relationship go and it makes me love being single because I was like, I hope I am not in that person's shoes, you know, yeah. but also if you're, if you're in a relationship, you know, it, again, coming from a single guy, like be good to that person. And if you can't be good to that person, get out of that relationship um, because you, you need to be able to be like Christ. If you're going to actually be dating you, you should be kind and compassionate. And if that means that person's not for you, that means that person's not for you. Um, if they are for you, then treat them well. Um, you know, that doesn't mean be a simp. That doesn't mean your entire life revolves around them. That doesn't mean you have to go uh, on Instagram and offer to fly them out to Cancun, but you, you can still, you can still do some little things and get to know them, get to know their values. I, I don't know exactly where I was going with this. No, you're good. Yeah, no, you reminded me of something else I wanted to say too. And I think like when we talk about like finding someone that's like a good Christian girl or guy, it's like there are there is no such thing as a good Christian. Like we're yeah, all right. Broken. Like you're you're gonna so, you're gonna find broken people. Yeah, and so the goal isn't to find someone that does not sin or is not broken or is perfect, but the goal is to find someone that like how do they deal with it and I have to hold myself to that too because I'm not going to look for something to... in someone else that I'm not going to look for something in someone else that doesn't that I can't hold myself to so like it's not that I don't sin but it's like when I do sin when I do mess up do I get defensive do I do it more do I lash out or do I apologize to the people around me if I hurt them? Do I repent? Do I go to God and like ask for forgiveness? And of course, knowing that it's going to be received, but it's like, how do we recover from that? And how do the people that we're interested in recover from that? But yeah, I don't know. That was just something that I thought of because that's something that I've has, um, people have gotten on my case for too, because with my history with guys, like, and the, the problems that happen as a result of broken relationships with parents and parents are people, kids are people, relationships are going to be broken. They're not going to be perfect. And so it's like, it's not that I will refuse to date a guy if he doesn't have a good relationship with his parents. It's just, what did you do in response to that? 
Did you blame all of your bad choices on that? Or did you say, you know what? I don't have a mom. I don't have a dad that's present. So I'm going to go look for people that can fill that area in my life of leadership and guidance. Um, Or am I just going to sit and do nothing? And honestly, if you didn't do that in childhood, you can do that now. Like there's no. Yeah, it's a it's a new year. It's a fresh start. It only takes two or three weeks to form a good habit. Guys, if you want to go start going to the gym, you set a schedule, you get up, you do it. Don't kill yourself in the gym by like almost guillotining yourself with the bench press, but you can, you can work up to it. Do little amounts that you can do every single day. So you're not too sore, make little habits because really it's the little things that end up having a big impact. If you do them consistently, that does the same for, for dating as well. What are you looking for? Who are you choosing based off of what? And are you preparing yourself? Like, like what we said, like, if, if God, you know, if, if something happens, God forbid, you know, you, you get like, well, I don't even want to say that. I was just going to say, I say to my secular friends that you should pick a girl who is, would make a good mother, because if you're not careful and that ends up happening anyway, you want to be in a situation where you'd be better off for it and not bad against it. When you find a person that is worth complicating your life for because all relationships are going to complicate your life in some way or another it can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing but you want to find somebody that you can work alongside that you can work with and that you would enjoy life with and i see so many people who pick individuals where that that doesn't reflect and i feel sorry for those people because honestly i me being a single guy I think I would much rather want some, I I would much rather want something that I don't have than have something that I don't want when it comes to relationships. I think it was George Washington who said, it's better to be alone than to be in bad company. I apply that to dating. Um, It's, it's a good rule. Also, I think that's also from Proverbs. The better to be. Is it really? Yeah, alone than to be in bad company. It probably is in Proverbs because Proverbs has entire paragraphs going over those exact scenarios. Yeah, and so I think, especially for relationships, and it has to go both ways for it to be like an equal relationship. If that person brings you closer to Jesus, then it's worth it. But Mm -hmm. it has to be both ways for it to be successful. And relationships are very humbling. Like you're going to have to compromise. Even if it's someone that like shares all of your interests, you are going to have to do things you don't want to do. There are going to be times when you're going to have to apologize, but it has to go both ways. There can't just be one person that does that. It has to be both people. Right. You don't want a girl keeping a record of wrongs and then she forces the guy to apologize, and but like nothing ever changes or something like that. My pastor always said that it's a 100-100, basically um, not 50-50, 100-100, which means that uh, it starts off as 50-50 when you're dating because you need to have somebody show like interest back at you. Otherwise, you're just doing all the work um, and that's not fair to anybody. But when it comes to marriage, when you fi- finally get somebody who you would consider marrying, you want it to be 100-100 so that the days that the person is completely out and can't give any more, the other person covers and makes up for it. That's a, it's a great way of looking at dating. And I've always thought of that whenever I thought of my pastor. Yes. 
Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. So that was stellar dating advice from two people and two single well, people in their 20s. Also, also, like a lot of the dating advice that I've got has been from people who are in relationships, who are mentors. Oh, to yes. Me, you know, but, you know, people could instantly say, like, well, look at you. You haven't had a relationship since before COVID. And I'm like, yeah, but um, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm looking around and I think we might be better off for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, catch me and Andreas in another 10 years. Well, we'll be back here both with our spouses and talk about all of the things that we thought we had right that we don't. You know, you, you know what I wanted to say, though? Um, that's what? kind of funny. When, when people heard of my podcast, The Conservative Connection, they actually thought it was a dating site. And maybe that's South Korea's story didn't help with that. No, because there is a conservative connection dating page on Instagram. I don't know if you knew that when you. Oh, because I'm on Instagram as the conservative connection. And I thought it wasn't taken. I I should link up with those guys and do a podcast episode. (laughs) That'd be funny. Well, so it originated from Prager Force, or I think, but people. Did they hear my name and then just, just take it? It existed before your podcast did. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how new is this? Uh, it's a couple years old now. Because I started my podcast at the beginning, uh, at the end of 2019. Oh, yeah. Happy friendiversary. We met a year ago. Thank you. I don't know if you know that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Happy friendiversary. Happy friendiversary. And um, Andreas, is there anything that you wanted to add? Invest early, stay single. I don't don't know. (laughs) Guys, seek God for your relationships. And uh, if you are going to choose somebody, choose wisely, because if that you do end up marrying that person, it's going to it's going to impact the whole rest of your life. And if you do end up marrying somebody, make sure that that person is better for having married you as well. Yes, it's like, and I, this is a whole nother rant, but I had friends that would like, you know, look for all the good things, but it's like, okay, buddy, you got to change too, though, because that kind of person is going to want somebody to reflect that character as well. So. Yeah, the, the Bible does say submit to your husbands if you are a wife, but it also has a command to love your wives. Thank you, don't, as yourself. No, don't, don't forget that. That That is that is also the rest of the commandments. So. As if she was your own body. Yep. Yes. So, yeah. Don't, don't go too feminism on me or I'm going to just, I'm going to stay single for life. I am, <laughs> no, I'm, just no, kidding, no, no. I'm just kidding. I promise but, you, I'm but, not a feminist. You're agreeing with me. Maybe yes. that would be another topic of how feminism has impacted dating. I've gotten yelled at for opening the door. Oh, man. No, it is I will, I'm probably going to step on some ladies' toes if we talk about that. Because, like. Yeah, I already have, which is probably why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, okay. Thank, thank you. I, I Before we go, I did want to say thank you for having me on. It's always Oh, of course. Yes, of course. And a happy friendiversary. Happy friendiversary.
Okay, guys, thank you so much for watching. You can find all of these episodes and podcast episodes on createworshipinspire.com, along with the link to our Patreon page to support us. And I will leave Andreas's links down below so you can go check out his content and support him. And if you would like more Create Worship Inspire updates, be sure to follow our social medias in the description down below. And I will see you all next time.